There's a new movie, Hotel Transylvania 3. It's coming out next week. It stars Selena Gomez and Adam Sandler, amongst others. It's already made $45 million in its opening weekend mm. in the U.S. Mm. We speak to one of the stars in the film, American voiceover artist Aaron Lepart, who voices all the many gremlins in the movie, mm. a master voiceover artist. Please make some noise for Aaron Lepart. <sighs> Morning, Aaron. Wow. Wow, hello, good morning. What a what an introduction. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for waking up, uh, in fact, for staying up to chat to us, bro. How are you doing? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I'm sitting in my office in my apartment in Venice, California. My girlfriend and our dog are asleep in the next room, and yes, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very relaxed. Tell us the first voice you confidently did, and you realize that, hmm, I'm good at this. Well, I'll tell you, it was a long time ago when I was uh, probably in the seventh grade or something. It was one of those things where you're sitting in your classroom, yeah. and the science teacher goes up in front of the class, and he has this voice that kind of sounds like this. Yeah. So after class, when I'm standing in the hallway talking to my friends, I start talking like <laughs> They all just thought, that is uncanny, that's incredible, you sound just like him. Yes. And I'll tell you, that probably started it all for me. It started wow. the rest of my life. Now it seems that any time I meet somebody uh, that has a distinct voice, or if I hear a distinct voice, I sort of put it in my memory banks because I know I'll get a chance to use it down the line somewhere. Did you ever in your wildest dream think voices would be your career, would be your bread and, bread and butter? It, it's interesting. You know, there's some voice over excuse me, voiceover actors who can say yes to that question. Yes. But I would actually have to say no. I think it was something that I just sort of did naturally. And then as I got older and I started getting involved in performing and, and creating characters that I thought, well, this is very useful and it makes me very distinctive. Yes. So uh, when I started off, it was just doing sketch comedy. And when you're doing a half hour sketch comedy show in front of an audience and you're playing eight different characters, the best way to make them all different is to give them a distinct voice. Yes. So that really served me very well in that. Yes. And your favorite famous voice to do nowadays? Um, nowadays, I mean, my favorite, I don't know, I mean, the, uh, I don't really do, um, too many impressions, yes. so to speak. Uh, you know, it's mostly just, uh, the, doing the voices of the gremlins was actually probably been one of my favorite, uh, things to date. And then I also, when I started my career, I worked on a, a movie that actually never ended up coming out, but it was a CGI version of the Popeye story. And I played Bluto. Oh, flip. And when I did Bluto, it sort of sounded like this. So that was kind of my favorite voice to do. Yes. Let's talk about Hotel Transylvania 3. How many gremlins do you voice? Oh, geez. You know, if I, um, I've only seen it in the theater, so I haven't gotten a chance to pause it and actually count how many of them are. Yes. But there's got to be almost about 30 of them or something. Yeah. So what goes into voicing uh, animation? Because surely you're sitting in a room feeling like you're crazy because there are no gremlins. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really have to... Luckily, when you're working on something like that, the people involved, uh, the people who wrote it, and also the people who are planning the animation sequences, they'll give you what they call an animatic. And basically what that is, is it looks like a comic book. Yes. So you're looking at all these little squares with ah. little sketches inside them, and you kind of see how it's going to play out. And when I recorded this one, 
when I walked into the studio, there was a little music stand right next to the microphone. Yes. And they put a really neat painting of one of the gremlins. So basically, I'm looking at the lines, I'm seeing what was in the script, and then I just look at this beautiful painting of one of the gremlins. And when you look at that, when you see the actual character, you see how big their mouth is, if they have big ears, if they have big eyes. And then while you're doing the voice, you start to try to make yourself look like the gremlin ah. as you're doing it. So if they have a big smile on their face, you'll do the voice with a smile on your face. Yes. If you're if you're smiling, it makes your voice sound different than if you're frowning. Exactly. You know I mean? Okay, so that guidance is everything then. Absolutely. And I mean, there hasn't been... I haven't, I mean, there's no better guidance than Gendy Tartakovsky, uh, the director of this film. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, he's been guiding me throughout my whole career. I mean, when I said I worked on that early Popeye movie, that was with him. And we sort of started a working relationship back then, and I've been working with him ever since. And yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible how important the direction is, because you can bring, as an actor, you can bring everything you can to it, but uh, you really need a great director and somebody with a vision to really lead you in the right direction. 8.45, Metro FM is where you're at. We're talking Hotel Transylvania 3. It comes out next week in South Africa. It's already racked up $45 million in the U.S. And uh, we're hanging out with voiceover artist Aaron Lapart. He voices all of the many gremlins in the movie. A master voiceover artist, if you will. Who should watch Hotel Transylvania 3? Is it for kids? Is it for the whole family? Is it adult humor? Well, you know, I'll tell you, it's really, um, it's really for the whole family, but it's one of, you know, it's in the best tradition of what animated movies are nowadays, where, you know, obviously the people that made it understand that children cannot drive themselves to the movie theater. They yes. have to have their parents with them. Yes. And so, you know, obviously they want to make it enjoyable for parents too. So what's neat about it is the humor is very much in the tradition of the old sort of like slapstick, you know, like Bugs Bunny cartoons where there's a lot of, uh, action and and a lot of you know sort of falling downstairs and things like that but then there are sort of visual references and general references that uh, adults will really get i mean actually with the gremlins you know the sort of history of the gremlins there being the gremlins movie in 1984 yeah. that's how most people know gremlins but yes. i mean gremlins the history of gremlins they're usually they're um in world war ii the british air force thought that they came up with this folklore that the enemy were putting little impish creatures in the engines of their planes, and that's why the planes would fly out and they wouldn't return. So the fact that they're flying on an airline that's gremlin air, and the the gremlins are sort of messing with the plane as it's in flight, that's really sort of a direct reference to something long ago. So people that are familiar with, uh, for, for instance, The Twilight Zone, they had an episode there, and then the movie in 1984. So there's a lot of really fun references for adults, as well as just a lot of really goofy characters for kids. We have a tweet sent in by Miss Kells. If you're voicing 30 gremlins, do you get paid for 30 mm-hmm. gremlins, or you get one fee? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, that would be that would be so wonderful if I did. But uh, I think on this one we have a little bit of a technicality. I think that uh, you know when I went in there, because because if you think about it, too, you're voicing so many gremlins, uh, but only a few of them have the, sort of the standout lines. Uh, as far as the groups of gremlins, it's a lot of just kind of sounds. Mm-hmm. So it's not really considered lines. It's more just if you're. You know, if you're if you're doing a run of sounds, you're doing a bunch of different screams and yells and laughs. They're going to put those sounds into the mouths of, of multiple gremlins all in one scene. So it's kind of hard to uh, 
to keep track. But uh, I love that question, and maybe I should suggest that next time I'm doing 30 characters at once. Maybe she should be your manager. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I know, yeah. What's going on here? Aaron, wrapping up, is there anything else you're working on that we can look forward to? Uh, I mean, I'm working on a lot of different things. I work on a lot of different uh, anime shows. I'm also doing a show right now um, called Archibald, and it's based off of a book called Archibald's Next Big Thing, uh, written by Tony Hale. Yeah. And if, uh, if any of you are familiar with Tony Hale, he plays Buster on Arrested Development. Yes. Um, I don't know if Arrested Development is in South Africa, but, um, but that is a show that I've just been doing a few episodes for, and I'm really excited about that one. And, you know, there's always stuff coming out. I mean, I'm always, I've always got a bunch of different things in the works. Great stuff, Aaron. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we look forward to Hotel Transylvania 3. And uh, yeah, man, keep uh, kicking ass with that voice. Thank you so, so very much. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for talking to me. And go see that movie. You'll, I, I guarantee you'll love it. Hotel Transylvania 3 opens next week.